0: Hello and welcome. My name is Anki and you're listening to Shine Podcast. I host improvisers who influenced and inspired my improv journey. This is my way of saying thank you. I hope you're going to enjoy conversations as much as I did. So let's start hello and welcome today with me is one very special person and i believe it's not just special for me i believe it's special for many improvisers around the globe i've heard so much about him before i even met him and i met him almost a year ago it was actually the 7th of may Yeah, I know it sounds creepy. How do I know the date, right? It's because I sent him an email right after the workshop ended, just expressing how grateful I am for the workshop. Uh, Let me tell you how I uh, phrased this first email. Oh my God, I really wrote many things. (laughs) But the title was Anki from Story Chain. Hello, Joe. Does my email title sounds like I work in a store and you're buying chains? So here I try to be humoristic and then I wrote hundred more sentences and he did reply. (laughs) And after that, we started um, talking uh, over email and then we switched also to some other uh, media and um, somehow now he's a part of my everyday life. And you might also feel that he's a part of your everyday life because you can see him and hear him almost everywhere. He is a member um, of uh, some very important uh, theatres, or he was, uh, and you may know him because he's often mentioned in books and a guest of various podcasts. Uh, But today you might meet him in some different life. So welcome, welcome Joe, come, 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 come. Hi.
1: (laughs) I'm just making an announcement. This is the last podcast I will ever do. (laughs) So let's get it right.
0: (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're you're here and I'm so nervous. I cannot even tell you.
1: Oh, please try not to be nervous. But if you are, that's okay. But it's (laughs) You know, I just realized a week ago that it is the one year anniversary of Story Chain coming up. And so I can announce now I talked to Nick and Lena because the very first Story Chain I ever did was with Improfest Online. And so we are going to do a special Improfest Online Story Chain event party on, I think it's May the 7th. I think May 6th was the first time. But uh i will be announcing that on my joe bill teaches page and um i'm hoping i've had more than a hundred people do story chain and i'm hoping to have uh, a gigantic story chain and party uh in the united states and germany and all over the world with that so it's nice to be able to promote (laughs) (laughs)
0: look at him first sentence and immediately promotion yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and click the link for T-shirts and bags and stickers and hats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us what glasses are you wearing? <laughs> is there a discount? <laughs> Everything will be provided in links uh, below. Uh, yeah, but do people know what Story Chain is?
1: Um, some people do. <laughs> if if they don't, it's um it's the first thing that I well it's the second thing that I did during the pandemic. Because I didn't feel like doing shows and um, I started teaching improvised storytelling and then I realized that I felt sadness about being in the pandemic and then I meet with other friends who also tour and everybody kind of felt this grieving process. So, Story Chain is based on a show that we used to do at The Annoyance in the 90s, and it's a gathering of people, and it lasts for 90 minutes. I give a suggestion, a theme, and then I put people into breakout rooms, and there's three rounds of 15 minutes, four people per room, just trading personal stories that are connected with each other, and then at the end. Um, you know, we all, it's people from all over the world. So my idea, my my whole mission in life is to make the world smaller. So this has been a way that it's not really a workshop. It's not really a class. It's just something that brings people together and makes the world smaller and um, and anybody can come and join, so.
0: Yeah, I've been there several times and it's really magical. And I'm not even sure if describing it can really describe it
1: (laughs) yeah you can't yeah people because sometimes people are afraid you know, do I need to be funny is it like stand-up or is it you know what is this and you can't you know I can describe it and say four people are in a room and they each tell a story based on a theme and each other's story and then they come back and we say how was that but that you know that can give you maybe a little bit of an idea But if you have someone from the United States and someone from Canada, someone from Germany, for example, someone from South Africa, and you all share stories and you realize that you all have similar stories, then it's something that I know, which is no matter where we are from, we have a lot more um, experiences that are similar uh, that we can focus on rather than like what our differences are. So this is the hippie part of me.
0: Well, I'm thankful for that hippie part of you because I'm really enjoying uh, visiting the story chains, uh, participating, and I would really invite everyone uh, to try it out. It's it's really magical. I, I don't know how else to, to describe it. The, the way people manage to connect in such a s- small, short amount of time and get something for them and this sense of not being alone and really being connected with the um, with people all over the globe, it's amazing, and I thank you for it.
1: Oh, you're very welcome, and thank for thank you for bringing it up. I'm always happy to talk about it.
0: I was also thinking, um, and I told you before uh, we start recording. That I was thinking, how, huh, how I know so much about you uh, from reading and uh, from um, stalking you and all these things. <laughs> it's like, hmm, what should I ask that I don't know? So I said, hmm, let's see, let's make a list of questions, which I never done before. I usually just start recording and I talk and talk and then it's over. Uh, but with you, I want to try something, uh, something different. So are you ready for a? Uh, few questions
1: <laughs> yes speed round right. quick hits yes Yay.
0: <laughs> okay let's start with um, since i'm right now in germany let's start with with important things okay yes of uh, course beer or wine
1: um it used to be beer but now it's wine
0: water with or without uh, these bubbles gas how do you call it
1: uh gas uh without without, without Why? still water why um because it it is more it is more simple and uh when you taste the water uh when you taste the water wherever you are it gives you a sense of wherever you are when you taste gas it tastes all the same so i like to taste what is in the earth
0: that sounds okay i've never seen it like that but i like it i'm gonna mix uh these little questions with uh with improv questions um Mm -hmm. so can you tell me one of your, uh, dear improv moments online.
1: Online. Yeah. The first show I did online was a show. Oh God. Uh, was with friends in France and Paris. And I think it's called inside. Um, but it was, uh, in the last years I started improvising in French to make myself, um, you know, grow. And so um, I started improvising this show online. <clears throat> and that was the first time that they had a bunch of different backgrounds. And um, that gave me the awareness of, because I don't like this, or I did not like this to begin. I still Thanks. don't. <laughs> no, I don't like improvising. I love talking as is obvious by all the f- <laughs> fucking talking I do all the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really that group of people, it was in support of a little theater in, um, in Paris, which is, I think the only impro- improv theater in Paris. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's a, a special show. And, um, and it makes me miss France even more and uh, it makes me miss Paris. So I'm looking forward to going back and playing live with them.
0: Oh, that's, that's nice one. Tell me, Joe, What is your favorite lockdown activity?
1: Hmm. Crying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also
0: taste the salty water (laughs) (laughs) coming from you, Um, from your earth. (laughs) Yes.
1: Like in dune, (laughs) Uh, um, maybe, uh, jigsaw puzzles, you know, puzzles. Yeah, I, I always have a puzzle going. And so sometimes if I become overwhelmed or, um, yeah, if yeah if my brain gets too busy, then I, I have a table just right on the other side of this, where I, I work puzzles and uh, I do that with my daughter as well.
0: Oh, that calms your uh, brain, your mind?
1: Yeah, because it... Um, I think a lot of improvisers, we are people that if we start feeling too much, we have to do something. And so, um, and so with the puzzles, it's still doing something, but it makes you focus. And so it's like, I go into a trance where like I can focus on one piece of the puzzle and I'm not normally a visual person, but I notice patterns. And so for me it's calming and it's like a form of meditation. Um, and it also is, uh, it's like you're working a problem or you're finding the solution to something big. And so I find that if I'm overwhelmed during the pandemic, trying to think of solutions for stuff, if I start with a puzzle, then that makes my brain go into problem solving mode where it's very low stakes. And then sometimes I can go from a puzzle to bigger issues.
0: Oh, I have to try it. But I just wonder, what would I do with frustration if I don't know the answer in the crossword puzzle? <laughs> would I just you, start smashing things around?
1: Yeah, but I mean like a like a picture puzzle. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like a, a puzzle
0: puzzle. Huh?
1: Yeah, like a puzzle puzzle. <laughs> Some, sometimes I used to do crossword puzzles a lot, but I don't do those so much anymore. But yeah, but but a puzzle puzzle, because you can touch it. I'm tactile. I like to mm-hmm. touch stuff. Um, I wish I could show you.
0: I know exactly Uh, what you mean now.
1: Yeah, but that's something that, um, and it also, you're always reminded that sometimes it takes you a while to see something. So maybe you, you don't see two pieces that fit together for 15 minutes, but then all of a sudden you find 20 pieces that fit together because It comes from calming down, from breathing, from just from looking in a way that is soft focus. And so it's a reminder that sometimes, uh, yeah, I I have anxiety that lives in my brain. And so sometimes I am not aware that I have anxiety. And so it's pretty impossible to work a puzzle if you have anxiety in your brain. So you have to just focus on that and then just let this melt away so that the part of you that is more calm and more patient uh, can do the work.
0: Sounds, and then, mm-hmm, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, and so for me, that's just a reminder to be mindful, to pay attention. So, you know, maybe, maybe. Another favorite activity in the lockdown is, like, noticing opportunities when I can have five minutes of Buddhist practice.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I guess a lot of mindfulness and the clarity of the mind. That that sounds nice.
1: Yeah, just to be present, to just be right here, right here, right now. That's really, that's all that matters. It's a... What's right here? What's right I'm here? Sounds
0: so deep. Now I'm going to some completely not deep question. Let me find it. Just I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, what brings you joy in improv? Like like one little thing that makes you happy uh, regarding improv and improvising or teaching.
1: <clears throat> when, I'm, when I'm improvising, uh, I love duos. Duos are my favorite and I love to do like an improvised play. And so with some of my partners, a moment will come where we're making eye contact and we both are thinking the same thing. And you notice that it's like, there's only one brain. And that is to me, I mean, in a way that's everything. And so what, what you do with that just depends on, you know, who it is that I play with because the idea of sharing a brain with someone it's always a different brain with different people. And so the thing that thrills me the most is feeling that sense of one brain with different people.
0: Oh, one brain to rule them all.
1: One brain.
0: (laughs) Uh, tell me what's your, one of your dear improv moments offline. So face to face in person.
1: I mean, it will be. Before the pandemic, when people say, what is your favorite improv show? I always say the next one. (laughs) (laughs) And so that seems like my favorite improv moment will be the next time I get to improvise in real life. Um, And part of what I like about improvisation is, you know, it is ephemeral and it's, you do it and then it's gone. Mm. And, um. And I, I think I like that because it's also sort of a, a Buddhist practice reminder that you know you cannot be attached to this thing, you know now it's gone. Um, and so even to look back on a show <clears throat> or try to remember a show is, it's an exercise in futility, but sometimes memories come back and then you, you just, if they come to you rather than you try to remember, It's just different, but I like that it goes away and it goes away and it goes away. And um, because I have improvised for a long time, the knowing that I have that in my experience and that's part of who I am um, is a source of just happiness uh, Like to, to know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing
0: sounds perfect and um i forgot what i wanted to say i i'm just now flowing in this last thing that you said and i don't know i forgot let's let's go to another question (laughs) so if if you are in a bar and there is a trivia contest Mm -hmm. what three categories would you be happy to get what was your strong strong points
1: Mm. Music from the 1970s and 80s. Some. Probably like American sports. Uh, And then maybe. mm, Geography or science. Mm,
0: Okay. Uh, Pretty broad. uh, Nice.
1: Yeah, it's the worst uh my worst is literature like i'm i'm not uh i've not read there's people that have read far more books than than me
0: well your Um, uh favorite lockdown activity is crying maybe if it's what if it were book reading you know
1: yeah if it's like if the category was crying i would bet everything (laughs) (laughs) and psychology too yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes uh, and, and anxiety uh, mm-hmm. uh, what about you said music uh, what was the song that kind of always makes you happy or or immediately puts you in a good mood
1: well I've yeah It uh, the band that really started to the band that's impactful to me is Earth, Wind and & Fire and it's because the song September uh You know the song, do you remember the 21st night of September? So that song always makes me happy because my girlfriend and I lost our virginity together on September 21st in 1978. (laughs) (laughs) So that for the rest of our lives, whenever we heard that song, we could think about losing our virginity and it did not happen in an alley or in the back of a truck, which is fine if it did. (laughs) But for us... So, yeah, that's that's uh, my secret that is no longer a secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. Do you think she remembers?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, she does. <laughs> yeah, we usually just send each other uh, like a Facebook message on the 21st. So the in the words of the song, it says, badia, Say, do you remember? badia? So sometimes we'll just go, badia.
0: And everything is already said
1: yeah and it's like i mean we have our own lives and so it's you know it's nothing just to dwell on but it's it's something in a life that has been romantically tragic in a lot of ways that is one piece of my life of romantic truth that is a good thing
0: yay (laughs) you use oh my battery i forgot the charger i have to find it somewhere now um Mm -hmm. you (laughs) that's how prepared i am you see uh, you mentioned often anxiety. Is there one thing uh, that is good about anxiety? Something that, you know, helped you and it would not be there if you didn't have it? I'm, I'm asking for, for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of different kinds of anxiety and there's lots of, um, uh, it would probably be for me i have a type of anxiety called hypervigilant anxiety and even in hypervigilant anxiety there's different types of hypervigilant anxiety so for me i'm not attached to the idea that everything is going to end in doom but i am but i it's i'm always ready for something terrible to happen without thinking about what the terrible thing will be um And so because of because of many things in my childhood, there's um, there's a part of me that dissociates that like uh, part of why I'm in therapy is to allow myself to feel in the moment, which I only do if I'm improvising (laughs) because I think my feelings. And so I think especially in these times it's good for me to recognize that i can take in terrible information so that i can analyze what's going on and not be emotionally destroyed inside and i think um i think there's a value in being able to be calm uh Something I tell people is, is if we are walking, if you're walking down the street and a car swerves off the road and hits you, then I'm the person you want to be with, because I will be very calm and call an ambulance quickly.
0: Yeah. Like I had this scenario already in my brain. I know exactly what to do. You're safe with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, At least something, right?
1: Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's, um, They also say, you know, the typical responses to trauma are fight or flight or faint or freeze. And then my, for me, it's also just uh, keep going. Like, don't, don't interrupt your flow. Mm. So I can be, I've had cars crash around me or I've had terrible things happen. And there's a part of my brain that rather than jump. Um, there's a part of my brain, it immediately clicks in and I just stay in my rhythm. And um, so it's not any one of those. But I also think that helps me as an improviser. So if you say something funny or if you say something tragic or something that's emotionally impactful, um, it's easier for me, I think, to stay in character than a lot of people because we're humans and we improvise as humans. So sometimes the improviser has a response to something that happens on stage that then you come out of character and you either laugh or you like, Oh, what's going on? But for me, I think because I think what I've learned is like how to stay present as a character and have a character response because my improviser is always neutral.
0: Mm, so interesting. And you mm. still manage to be authentic in your responses?
1: Yeah, because it's because I'm the character. So like the I'm always aware of what is the core energy of the character. So for me, the definition of character that works the best is how you do what you do is who you are. So how you do depends on how you feel Or how you're thinking or how you're aware of how are we. And so for me, when I improvise, and again, I like to do more dramatic or theatrical improvisation. Um, For me, it's just it's another type of trance, like a puzzle, where my trance is is sharing a brain with you quickly. And in that trance, then I detach and I myself, my ego is removed from that. So then everything that I have repressed my entire life and my emotions can come there. Um, so my authentic response is from that part of me that I only really bring to the improv stage. And then the dynamics of it, it's like a giant mixing board or a painter's palette. The dynamic just depends on you. It depends on my partner and how, um, I'm very easily affected on stage. I'm not easily affected off stage.
0: I have to listen this once again to fully understand everything what you just said. Yeah, I'm it's, so happy it, I'm recording this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's.
1: I don't think I've ever of all of my blah, blah, blah. I don't think I've ever mentioned that. So you got something new out of me.
0: <laughs> no, I, <Exclusive>. I, under- <laughs> I understood you uh, perfectly. And thank you so much for uh, for sharing it. Um, I have maybe two more questions if you're up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been improvising a long time. If you could summarize each decade of improvising in one word or one sentence, how would that be?
1: So like go decade by decade?
0: Yeah. Like 10 years from 1970. Se-
1: yeah. 1977 is when I first learned Im- improv. So that was just, I tell people, uh, you're not really a beginning improviser until your third year. So your first two years, you're just a sponge that's learning how to play in a different way. Um, so then I go to the 80s, and the 80s was like graduate school, Chicago. And So what's one word? Worst
0: uh, sentence. I'll be that generous.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 80s would be graduate school. 90s would be um master's degree <laughs> or like a like a my doctoral like like my doctor degree
0: yeah in, PhD. In,
1: yeah this in the psychology uh, psychology <laughs> of improvisation um and also happy I did not die <laughs> the 2000s would be changes good. And then 2010 is um, all schools are the same school. So 2010 to 2020. And then then the 2020s is even in a global pandemic there can still be improvisation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you're just gonna use one word, crying.
1: (laughs) Crying, yeah. I mean, I think I do that actor's trick where a lot of like a lot of times actors have said in order to cry as an actor, you have to think don't cry. <laughs> so if you think don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, then that let lets tears happen. Because I think sadness gets fed by resistance. Um but then once tears and endorphins present then the acceptance once the sadness is present it helps then the sadness bloom into something uh something more beautiful and useful which i which i really did not understand until the last two or three years so
0: okay so i still have like what there, three decades four, decades four decades i think
1: you will learn faster than i did <laughs> you seem to be more healthy mentally than me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah because you haven't interviewed me you know <laughs> once yeah, you take that... this reverse then you may say something like that
1: yeah i'll, I'll uh, schedule what are you doing in uh 2031
0: uh talking to you probably <laughs>
1: that's right yes for one it will be a one-year interview
0: yeah <laughs> so what would be the last question um mm-hmm. i consider also myself a beginner um i've been improvising on only for three years i'm still a sponge as you would say um mm-hmm. if you would just need to give one little but for you important thing to say to uh beginner improvisers what would that be
1: mm-hmm. The thing I typically say, I'll tell you the typical thing and then I'll tell you a new thing. The typical thing, maybe most importantly, is do not compare yourself to anyone else. That's a, it's useless, but that's what your brain wants to do. <clears throat> and the... Um,
0: the new thing now?
1: The new thing, the <laughs> thing I don't say enough is study with as many teachers as you can. Like, like learn, um, there's even something that you can learn from a bad improv teacher. So, um, yeah, study with as many different teachers, um, uh, learn to play in as many different ways as possible. And then, and then one other thing I say typically (laughs) is, um, improvisation is a service industry. So our job is we're really just servers. So learn to be a good server.
0: And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Scene. Exactly. (laughs) We didn't have time to make a scene, but Mm. uh, you did answer uh, my questions, and I thank you for it. It's Uh, my pleasure. It was, it was great, um, and this might be the only episode that I'm actually going to listen from my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot listen oh, to my voice at all, but with this, I, I might learn a few more things. Um, so, yeah, uh, people who want to know more about you, because I don't think there's one person who doesn't know who you are, <laughs> um, <laughs> they can find the, the links below. And cool. uh, yeah, I have so many questions for you. So we might do another episode.
1: We can do another. And then maybe on my uh, teaching page, then I will flip the, the charts and then you and I can do a scene together. Uh, once once the summer gets here, I, want, I might do this thing where I will do like 20 scenes with 20 people I've never done scenes with.
0: 2031, here I come.
1: Yes. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so, so much, Joe. Oh. Ciao. Ciao.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share it with your friends. And to learn more about InfoShine, go to infoshine.com. Until next time.